Listen, oh y'all. Oh my god! Sorry. Ah, sabotage. <laughs> For a second, I felt like we we're radio DJs. Beastie um, Boys, really? sabotage. <laughs> Put uh, straight out of 1990 something. 77.7. That's right, 77.7. Young, young radio. Ones Radio. <laughs> young Radio. <laughs> It's about 36 degrees outside and uh, <laughs> under partly cloudy skies. Uh, <laughs> temperatures for the rest of the week are going to be semi-cold. Uh, but this is BC Boys Sabotage. This is a podcast I listen to uh, where the host makes fun of uh, like morning radio. And they're in Southern California. And he says every, every city he says has the same temperature. So he's like, yeah, yeah, that late 72 is San Jose 72 and uh, Hollywood 72, Van <laughs> Nuys 72. It's like, it's too funny. Oh, man, I haven't listened to morning radio in such a long time, but that shit has such a formula mm-hmm. where it's like, you gotta have like the sound effects and shit, you know, it's Simon and Kai in the morning. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's supposed to be comedic. They pretty much just off bit off of Howard Stern. He's like, let's make it's, this friendly Howard Stern. Hey, why am I frozen? Well, oh, you're good now. Hmm. Speaking of frozen or not frozen, uh, it was a balmy 75 degrees in Atlanta today. Yeah, this is <gasps> one thing about Atlanta I do not mind is uh, you will get these. 77 degree days in December and January. You know, I keep forgetting I'm in the South. You know? Uh, so... Yes, so... Yeah? Shut the fuck up. Because it was 44 degrees today, okay? Oh, god dang, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Um, And we had high winds and shit. Oh, that's, yeah. It's the winds that'll get you. Um... I will say this, the coldest I'd ever experienced in my life was Manhattan in the middle, it was probably in like January. January and February are bitter cold in New York. And I I remember going up there and I know at least, even like the regular temperature was maybe in the 20s or the teens. And a wind chill had to be like 20, 30 below. It was nuts. Never felt anything like that in my life. Yes, you did. Indiana was like that. Oh yeah, it was Chicago. <laughs> do you? Here's the thing. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember? Um, you remember in the Midwest when you get okay, when you get we get so much snow, but the weird thing was it almost insulated the ground and it kind of yep. made it warmer. Yep, absolutely. It was like a that shit was weird, and everybody that had those damn uh transitions glasses them shits went dark as fuck the snow <laughs> i just remember because i had them and i was like oh. remember, remember when that was the thing back in the day mm-hmm. 
transitions lenses. Uh, that was a thing back then. So that's why I was listening to Sabotage. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... Um, bit of a attention deficit issue uh, for me this week. Yesterday, for people out there watching, listening... By the way, we're getting a, a few more people on... Uh, like, actually watching or listening to our podcast outside of Instagram. We seem to have a small, loyal uh, base of fans over there, wherever you're at. Shout out to y'all. So, you sent me a video yesterday, and interestingly, I had already listened to it once, but I kept getting distracted, so I was watching it again when you texted me the same video. So I actually listened to it again a third time. And for some reason, I'm having a bit of a hard time wrapping my head around it, what they were trying to say. Because basically, it was about Mm self-sabotage. How we sabotage our own, um, I don't know, our things we want to happen, basically. just sabotage ourselves so it's almost like if you're achieving something this is what I'm, I'm trying to figure out what what the the premise was in this so it's apparently has something to do with your shadow parts of your shadow mm-hmm. uh in your own psychology to where maybe there are things that you think or believe about yourself but you refuse to make them conscious. But this is why you sabotage any progress you make in certain directions. This is why in certain ways you have no problems making progress. In other ways, you have a hard time making progress because you are often in your own way. Yes. Um, this, this video was, was interesting because usually we, we get more stuff about Alan Watts than we do Carl Young. And this went right yeah. back onto the psychology of self-sabotage, which is, that's what the name of it was. And I thought it was very, it was, it was good because like, um, it had a, a lot of stuff that, you know, some, some shit with me is i I find things in, and maybe this is my own confirmation bias, the things that I observe in life and witness already, it's not discovery of anything new to me. It's more of a sort of a confirming my own thoughts about some shit. And then I just mm-hmm. happen to stumble upon something. And of course, yeah, maybe part of this is based on algorithms when it comes to when you do when you search for certain things on um on youtube but i i find in life like even when we found that book buddhism plain and simple a lot of the principles in that were things that we had already that you and i had always talked about and then we just happened to stumble upon this book and then it was just almost like just confirming things that we already thought about but this one was this one was good too because it, I frequently have conversations with people 
about when somebody presents a particular persona to you, always keep in mind that there is an opposite. And when we talk about light and dark or your shadow, most people think of shadow as something negative. But the shadow is whatever you're not presenting to your everyday life. The shadow is like, for instance, if you're, let's say you're a serial killer and you kill somebody like on the daily, well, then your shadow is the opposite of that. It's your anti-serial killer, whatever persona or properties that might lie in that. Now, the way that they were talking about it in the video is we sort of have like these, um, these incomplete personas that we hold sort of to the side. And it's, and I think what I realize is that we probably hold them to the side because context is everything and presenting certain things when needed is the importance. And a lot of the times the environments that we even create for ourselves don't really give the context for those personas that we don't present often, um, doesn't really give it the context for us to actually present them without them being completely unfitting for, you know what I'm saying? For, for the area, for, for that particular time period. Right. Whereas there are other people that just are who they are. And we talked about this before about just being whoever you are, other than trying to present yourself in a different light, which is an interesting perspective and very, very young and in. Um, but yes. most of us present ourselves with a particular sort of ordinance that everybody can say, oh, well, that's, that's Kai or that's Simon. And that's, this, is, this is why they do what they do. I'm used to them doing what they do without really understanding that the person that you see before you is only just a fraction of the total amount of personas that might be inside this particular being. And right. they, we, we can't always integrate them all at once because we sort of wear certain hats for specific purposes for like, I always look at life as, sort of like a, a play or a film and your character is supposed to be this for this particular scene. And if you present more, it might change the dynamic of the scene so that it no longer fits. Now for, for me, I, if I feel that the scene needs to be changed, maybe out of just boredom or out of understanding that there could be more to this than what is presented. Then maybe I'll present a shadow. I'll throw a monkey wrench at some shit and do some shit that most people will be like, all right, this is not the person that I recognize. And it doesn't have, most people will think that that's a negative thing. Like I'm gonna present you with something negative, but no, it's just bringing to light what, what ultimately is a part of you. Cause you can't just rep, you can't present something out of nothing. Like we think that at times somebody just turns something on and then all of a sudden 
they're just this completely different character person and we might see that in some extremes and like disassociative disorder or some shit like that but those are very very rare cases um but for the most part most of us and even in those cases it's usually coming from it's yeah it's still coming from the same person or thing it's just that you're not recognizing it as the light that you are as what you present yourself i saw that i that i froze again what the hell's going on today? Oh. It's weird. But yeah, that's 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 the whole I think that's sort of what they were um presenting about about our shadows also presenting the self sabotage the self sabotage shit is is when like fear get, fear is an is one way of self sabotaging and it's and it's fear of of knowing exactly cuz I we all do this shit. We know exactly what we need all right, for, for, for us guys, us young guys, even though I'm not that young anymore, but this is this was my shit in the back of my mind. It, actually, we are young guys. Okay. Um, but this was in the back of my mind when I was younger, was that in order for me to present the, the guy that can talk to women with confidence, then I have to, and then fill in the blank. Like something has to be put, you know, some, I, ha I have to have a crutch in order to go and have a conversation with them. When you know, especially even when you know that the girl is feeling you and yet you still sort of beat around the bush in fear that what the weird shit is, the only thing that you can fear is that you're going to get confirmation of what you think that you know. Not right. Not that you know, but the possibility is like, yes. oh, she's not gonna fuck with me. Right. And then, so, so prove yourself, prove yourself wrong prove or right. Wrong. Prove yourself, yeah. Right. I, I mean, yeah. Either, and that's that's where we sort of set ourselves back. And I think it, there's some okayness to that because you don't want to just start just being like naive and just random and shit and just 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 going for it being impulsive because when you're when you're too impulsive and you, and you don't even recognize the consequences of your actions then you you tend to fall into this destructive pattern and we see that a lot in people where they just act on impulse act on emotion and then they just they drop into this really really dark pattern and then that's the extreme because then you're you're trading places with with part of you that sort of needs to be there but now mm -hmm. but now what you're doing is you're taking it to way too fucking much of an extreme and then we see these sort of um these these very very dogmatic ways of of behaving where it should be an integration and be and we because we don't integrate that's when we do end up self-sabotaging because we forget that it's okay to take chances like but understand the consequences. If it's it's so important to to have the idea of of the negative, but still do it. Yeah. But with skepticism. Well, well one thing I I I, I, did, I definitely got from the video. I mean, it, it the the concepts make sense. I think I just I was trying to figure out what they were talking about as far as integrating it. But but it makes more sense 
how would you describe it that way? And the other interesting thing was that the interpretation of what the shadow is, is it, it may be common for people to think shadow as negative. Shadow right. isn't negative. Like, just, just like people say, oh, you know, it's, it's the good and good and evil thing. Like, mm -hmm. it, it just depends on how you look at it. The, and because what they describe as the shadow is merely a dark place that you don't look. That's all it is. It's not a bad place. It's right. just a place you don't look. Now, typically it is negative or what we might see as negative for ourselves. Because That's only because probably... we believe that that the shit that we do on a daily basis is all positive, is always good. Ex exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so you you may fear that um, being honest with someone uh, or like completely honest with someone could be something that holds you back because in your head, a shadow might be when I would tell people the truth when I was younger something bad would happen or people would scold me or something some kind mm -hmm. of thing like that but you know you already know this is what i should do this is what i should be doing and it, it was interesting because they were talking about um procrastination and things like that it, it, it is like that it, mm -hmm. it's it, it will cause procrastination because you're doubting yourself it's also behind things like imposter syndrome. It's like if you that I liked when they were talking about you amass like a big audience, say for a blog that you write or whatever, but then at some point it just gets to a point where you're scared of where it is and like you just start rejecting it yourself. Mm -hmm. It's 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 it is really is like the imposter syndrome, like I'm not that good and People don't really like this. And it's like, well, they obviously do. Who was it that was telling you? Somebody embedded that shadow right. in you that you don't even believe other people when they say it. Um, there was a lot of talk about the idea of independence, which is very prevalent in today's society. I think when people talk about you know, I'm very independent. I don't need anyone. I don't need other people. I'm self-sufficient, things like that. But it, but you could still be a lonely person right. and how that is like, how that doesn't make sense. Meaning like you obviously do want to depend on someone. You want to rely on someone, but you're holding yourself back from getting that. And basically you're just, rejecting anything that comes your way i can be uh, like that sometimes even, yeah i think I, we all can, we all I, can. I, because i i don't like to rely on people because i often feel that people end up disappointing you anyway so you might as well just do this shit yourself <laughs> so every it and i see this a lot it's like anytime i put i, I give the task to somebody else and maybe maybe i'm some subconsciously setting that up for for that failure, I'm almost presenting my shadow is manipulating this the situation so I actually get what I want, because it does happen often where 
I'll give a task to somebody and then it becomes bigger, like more than what it should be. Cause I try not to give people like, like big things because I know that I'll be disappointed. I'll disappoint myself for giving it to them instead of taking it myself. So, um, I try to give people very, very small tasks. Um, very, very small tasks. And it's so rare for me to ask somebody to do something because I prefer, I, I have control issues. I, I prefer to do it myself because humans disappoint themselves. Now, maybe it's, it's I think, I think it has a lot to do with one of my jobs, like being a personal trainer because there's and it's fucked up because i know there's an ego thing to it whereas it shouldn't be that easy to do something that's that is easy i mean or it shouldn't be that hard to do something that is fairly easy like moving is fairly easy you have to do it in order to survive now the way that that this particular occupation is formatted it's a simulation that you don't need. Like, why Why do I have to be Morpheus to people that should already know what the way is? And right. Right. I think I end up bringing that into my everyday life because yeah. I, I, and look, I honestly became a personal trainer out of fear. I was scared that I was going to be unhealthy and I was already going down that path anyway. So um, I figured I need a way to balance myself out or I'm going to end up killing myself with just these unhealthy attitudes and these unhealthy behaviors. So that's one of the reasons why I became a personal trainer. Then the the vanity shit comes in and you're like, yo, I'm going to do this so that I always look attractive because I don't think that I could get somebody without being attractive, which I've already proven to myself when before I left Indiana and, and you saw what, what happened when I left Indiana and I came to Philly, I was bloated as fuck, mad, toxic, inflamed like a motherfucker, but still getting that pussy, same. Still getting that motherfucking pussy. But- I prefer the term. <laughs> you were jolly. <laughs> uh, but regardless of that, I, I realized that because out of those steps and then out of also me allowing myself to hurt myself based on relationships, I mm-hmm. did start to say, all right, fuck this. I need to take control of my own happiness and not not put it in the hands of other people because they're, they can't do that shit for me. I got to do that shit myself. And I realized I, I am the one that creates it. Then I started to sort of get in this observation mode of, oh, you take yourself out of it. And then you observe it from from a, a standpoint where you're not really taking any size and you have a better perspective of exactly how you can format your life so that it always works for you, even if you fail at something. So then I started to be able to accept, oh, OK, well, the person, the separate person that I was. I, I can actually integrate that particular persona into me, but now I have a way of balancing it out. With that said. I and my ego makes it sound so easy, but I I understand I went through a long process in order to become the person who I am now. 
And when it comes to, so, and a lot of it has to do with fear. But what I also see is as someone who teaches people things, and, and here's the ego part, things that they should already know, like we're just talking about movement. People forgot how to move. And my job is you pay me to tell you what to do, even though you sort of know what to do. I'm just making it seem so extremely complicated that you need somebody to tell you how to do something that that before you even had language, you knew how to do. Think about it. As a child, you were able to start moving your muscles around. Then you began to move independently so that you can go from point A to point B because your parent no longer had time to pick you up and take you everywhere. And then from there, then you learn to stand up. And then from there, you learn how to walk. And then from there, you learn how to run. And then from there, you learn how to fly. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> but so my it I, it is also my sort of ego that looks at certain occupations and be like, this should not be an occupation. There's a lot of occupations that should not be an occupation. Because we as um, as human beings should already know how pretty much already know how to do most of the things that we pay other people for taking out the garbage, fucking cleaning, all this shit. I, I understand sometimes we need to exchange different tasks so that we can, I don't know, move into things that are more important, but a lot of us don't do that. A lot of us don't do that. So in some ways, my job, I have, there is sort of this struggle between what I do and, and the accountability that I hold on to my clients and my clients hold on to me when, okay, I understand if maybe you're injured and you need to learn how to build that injury back up. You might not have the time to, to sort of figure out, well, if I do this, then this might happen. So sometimes it does take a little bit of, um, sort of, sort of observational mathematics to an extent where you're figuring out, well, if the opposite this and do this. I get it when you break it down like that, but for the most part, as far as like longevity, not everybody does a particular form of hit training or resistance training and shit like that. We do it in, in not in the simulation, but out in the real world, whether it be doing construction, maybe, maybe tearing, chopping down a tree or something, or, or picking something up and then putting it over here because it's really, really heavy. That's all the basic principles of what I do. So then my ego's like, you should be able to show up for an hour to do something that you should be doing for like six hours, seven hours. You know what I'm saying? Where like we've, this is, yeah. that's one of the reasons why insurance doesn't pay for a couple of my, my occupation for people because I think it's them saying like, yo, you should be able to do this shit yourself. This is a luxury and not right. an actual, which is kind of messed up because personal training and, and physical therapy pretty much yeah, is the same fucking thing. <laughs> necess- well, it's almost a necessity right. for your, just your health and well-being. Yeah. Yeah. But what, leaning back to what, what I was talking about, about the, the persona and the shadow and, and self-sabotage. Yeah. It's, it's something there that, 
there there's a part of us that in order to truly be uh be present be brought into light sometimes we need we, we have to pull something else in so for guys some guys sometimes you, you you we throw in substances um sometimes we throw in friends a partner and shit sometimes we throw in a personal trainer and because that's really what it is you're we're in some ways we're always asking to reveal more of ourselves but i think a lot of times we don't find the particular the, the specific sort of situations where that is necessary and presentable so you have some people that just say fuck it and then they just do some dumb shit like go streaking across a fucking football field and shit because they know that the structure of society is set up where this is the normal and you've already right. feel attached to it. You want to break. Yeah. yeah. So you want to break from that shit because you know that all this yeah. shit is, is all this construct of shit is just dumb shit. Like the fact that nudity is supposed to be seen as obscene. Right. But yet we have particulars uh, in particular contexts and situations. It's not obscene. Perfect example is I live on Martha's Vineyard. If if any of you, if any of our listeners know where Martha's Vineyard is, it's the island off the coast of Cape Cod, right off of Massachusetts and shit. It's a little dangling booger. Um, <laughs> seeing that in Florida's America's penis, it's just a little thing. bigger. And then there's another dangling booger thing. called Nantucket that's out there. Um, anyway, <laughs> but we have two nude beaches. Yet. I can't walk the streets naked in town in Oak Bluffs or in Edgartown. What is it called? Yeah, Edgartown, not oh, Edgartown. Edgartown. <laughs> Edgartown. Well, but it'll be like or in or in Edgartown. <laughs> uh, uh, I was like, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Some people would stereotype and say that most people who are in Edgartown would probably say nah. Which is some dumb shit because yes, in every Tear town somebody, somebody might say that exactly some dumb shit like that. But yeah, we have two new beaches that you got to keep that there, and you can't bring it into town. Another thing that I notice is I feel more uncomfortable being somebody who is what you would consider fit walking into town. Mind you, this is a tourist island. Walking into a town, um, into like on the main strip with my swimming trunks on and no shirt. But somebody overweight, it's okay. That's the weird shit. That's the shadow shit. Whereas if I come out and I'm all ripped and everything like that, now it's almost like I'm showing off. Based right. on based on context, right? <laughs> Where most yeah. of the people on vacation, you got the dad bods and everything like that. I show up with a fucking uh, a six pack and shit. Then motherfuckers is like, you just came from the gym. Even if I'm like, even like, if I'm going I, for a job, I and am the gym. <laughs> so it's it's funny because like I feel I feel uncomfortable at times showing myself off, even though. Do I do a lot Com compared to some people? Yes. Compared to others, maybe no. 
So again, a lot of the shit is based on context. How we how we put our shadow out there will be based on whether or not the scene itself, the stage is set for us to bring that shit out. And think about it. If you are never able to show your shadow to somebody else, it makes it hard because obviously there's, there's a part of us that always wants to be brought to light. Yeah. Think about people that like end up uh, coming out and for years the the setting the the scene was not set up for that to happen so you know what i'm saying like the scene was not set up for that to happen it's almost like the same thing as i'm not gonna yes i'll compare it to that because it should be compared to that so remember when there was a the era of baggy jeans and shit then then you started seeing people wearing skinny jeans and then all the baggy jeans people are like yo what the fuck are you doing but yet the baggy jeans people didn't realize that before the baggy jeans era, uh, what was there? It was the fucking, the, the jeans were skinny. Yeah, yeah. And now you see, we're slowly going back into that baggy jeans era again. No, no. But that transition between each thing is based on the context. Now this particular darkness is coming to light. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, it's very con- context-based. Real quick, uh, just saying this for marketing ideas for us later. We need um, Junko jeans, or it's Junko. So it's like Jinko, but Junko. <laughs> J-U-N. Yo. Called the, the shadow jeans. jeans. Dress, dress in your shadow. Um, oh, that's dope. The jeans that don't cast a shadow. <laughs> I, so, to me, okay. So you're talking about the, the the personal trainer angle. While you were talking about that, it made me think of something that's interesting. And maybe this is why certain people flow in certain directions where they are integrating their shadow, because much like you, and I think because we had, I'm gonna go on a limb. I think we had similar upbringings yep. in a weird way because we both had at least a parent or parents. I mean, we definitely had alcoholic uh, parents or parent mm-hmm. at least, mm-hmm. um, you know, and situations and growing up, I think with certain scenarios for you and a lot for me, mm-hmm. we grew up quickly because we quickly realized the people that were raising us or they were in charge of raising us really didn't have much of a clue. And they themselves were not very grown or mature right. or make responsible decisions or, you know, um, decisions based on growth. Mm-hmm. They were just getting by and not really uh, self-actualizing. Therefore, individuals like us, this is why we get along, by the way, is because we, I mean, I kind of see it differently. I mean, we've seen it differently at different times, but it's, it's that thing of, observing people and going, why can't, why don't they just get this? Like, didn't everybody just understand how yeah. this works? And I, we're kind of baffled by the, how people don't get it. But what's interesting is much like your, much like your guidance in, in the gym with people, with things they should know, it gives you that outlet of, of that yeah. part of you yeah. that was like, how do you not know this? So you're able to say, hey, you should know this. And 
this and that and that. So you're able to get that out. With me working with singers and artists and me being a perfectionist, I get, I am able to express that meticulousness yeah, where it's like, oh, I, <laughs> like, you, well, I mean, you, you deal with every artist, you know, that I work yeah. with and you go, hey, try it better, do it better, do it. Like you learn these techniques and ways to get them to sound their best. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a discipline you're kind of instilling in them, much like you physically on them. Um, and so I think that's why you with training uh, me as a producer, why that works, because I think that is our shadow speaking up where it's, it's, you know, we, we like to have control. Mm-hmm. We like control. Uh, whether we admit it, I mean, I think we both admitted it, and we and we do like it, like it's be- because you feel like you can have a better outcome. You say, just let me handle this. This will this will be fine. Just let me handle this, because as soon as you put it in someone else's hands, it's like this is not gonna. I've gotten so frustrated, like you know, like even if I'm managing a project or someone. As soon as something is up to someone else, I'm already nervous. Mm-hmm. I go, this isn't going to get done. It's not going to get done in time. And it's so simple. Like, here's a deadline. Boom. Deadline comes. Okay, where is it done? Oh, yeah, you know, no. It's like, to me, it's it's absurd. How is this not done? Yeah. So it is a... I, I, I realize it's a, that... It's a form of control. We have... Yeah, we have trust issues. <laughs> we we really do. I mean, and rightfully so. This is this is sort of how we grew up, where the people that we sort of like bestowed a, a guidance as far as exactly. All right, this is what the format is supposed to be. You're supposed to teach me this, and and by this particular time, I should be like this more independent and it wasn't that it it got to a point where I know at least for myself there was times and there there still are times where I feel more adult than some adults when it comes to like oh wait we're more mature than yeah yeah and a lot of it for me in my in my own perspective perspective has a lot to do with emotional intelligence when you can take mm. more control over your over your reactions to things and your impulsive reactions to things and granted it's always a work in progress because there's times where i'll snap um but then as i'm snapping i'm also rationalizing you know with, you're snapping <laughs> with, yeah with my snapping i'm observing my snapping like i remember i had a argument with my mother um a few months ago and I'm yelling at her and I'm like, you, you hear how irrational this is, how this, this, there's no point to this at all. And I, and I said that because it, there really was no point. And, uh, I, yo, I don't know if you, uh, saw the, the, the Joe Rogan experience podcast that was just posted and it was this guy that wrote a book on, um, on rationality. Um, I saw a snippet of it. I need to, or saw it like a little clip. 
it was good and it was it was it was it was so smart because it was yeah his name was uh steven pinker and um the like the discussion was a great discussion because it talked about how people sort of imprison themselves and this is what i got from it how people sort of imprison themselves with ideologies and tribalism and shit like that whereas like you're not going to be a strong thinker if you only hold on to the ideas of a group you have to be able to to step outside of that and then start questioning well maybe this isn't the truth this is just right now that's a that's an interesting concept maybe this isn't mm. the truth this is just right because there's a big difference between the truth the truth is like and they gave an example um on the podcast about like rational people that understand like truth is like if you get into your car and the gas is on e the gas the tank is on e you're not going to have the expectation of well i'm going to be able to drive to work right now like a, a somebody understanding what that reality is is going to mm -hmm. know that i need gas and they're not just going to be like i believe that this car will turn over and I'm going to be able to go into it says it's E, but I believe I have faith that this is eventually going to get me from point A to point B. That most people don't think like that when it comes to their rational points of view. And it was talking about how um, you can be very intelligent, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're rational. No, that's true. That's very true. There's a huge difference between rational and intelligence, and there's there's, uh, and that, that that makes sense though, because intelligent people know when to. Um, intelligent people might not ne necessarily know when they're being irrational, based on like if I'm trying to do, and I, I've done this shit to myself and realized this is not intelligent for you to be trying to be rational to somebody that's irrational. Like trying to convince someone who has a psychological disorder that that there are no like that the that the voices that you're hearing are are coming from within, not from outside, when they're already convinced that that yeah. based on their irrational thoughts that they can hear people talking about them. You there's no for me to try to rationalize with that is not very intelligent. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just have to understand that in order to go from point A to point B, there needs to be gas in the tank if you're trying to drive this particular path. <laughs> and um, and yeah, so I, re I, re I realized shit like that. Um, but when it comes, yeah, when it comes to being rational and emotional intelligence, it took me a long time of putting myself through stressful situations, consciously and most often unconsciously, to understand how to ration my emotion. And I, and I do believe that if you can take control of your emotions, then everything else is 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 manageable 
Yeah. I think that is, to me, that that is the key to this game, is that if you can take control of your emotions, everything else, everything else is, is manageable. Yeah, and, I, I, and understanding where, well, this is more shadow work because I think the, the basis of, or the root of, of exploring your shadow is confronting and I don't even want to say rationalizing because you can't always totally rationalize everything, but right. you can, you, you know, I've, I've gone into places in, you know, in my head and just in my, you know, in, in thinking about my life and experiences and drawn these parallel lines well you know a lot of times they're like these almost you know if you're if you're a visual person it's almost like you can you can connect the dots it's like one mm -hmm. of those things you know like the uh the investigators and they have that cork board and it's yep. got the little pins <laughs> and the strings tying people together it's if you can do the in, inner work and do that then you start seeing things so then you, you, you say, so say, say if you're in a relationship or actually it's not even say that, say if you're interested in someone mm -hmm. and you're, maybe they're not that into you, you may take it a lot harder and not because how you really feel about them because you don't even really know them yet. So it's not like you miss or are you're already grieving an experience that yeah. you can't you don't know you've never had but what you're really grieving you had it in is the past experience yeah you're you're the, that's the shadow the shadow is you're seeing them in that shadow and you're going oh like now you're refeeling this old shit but I, to me that's shadow work is when you yeah. find that, then you can cut that string. So you go, oh, yeah. this is not that, like, because that's what people do when they're irrational. It's, think about somebody that has, like, an issue with their mother, and then they take it out on other women. Mm -hmm. They're they're just tying that string. They're yep. going, oh, this is another, you know, woman like my mother. And then you act a certain way. It's like, that's not her, though. Why are right. you doing that? Or or you can do that with anything, any, but, but this is, this is the other thing where, where even in society, we're, we're drawing strings or, you know, we're tying things, um, for other people too. Yeah. That they don't even know because now they're like making these connections and they're there to remind you because this is what, you know, especially marketing and you know it's like social media it's all everything is feelings based now because yep. feelings are easily uh it's like velcro you know you can easily latch on to an emotional story rather than think okay oh perfect example you remember back in the day at least when we were younger car commercial 
this car gets 28 miles to the gallon or whatever, such, such and such horsepower, da 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 da. And now it's like, Isuzu, good vibes. You have the interracial couple and they're holding hands, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going camping. They say nothing about the car. Nothing. <laughs> the most anti racist car. <laughs> you know. Um, so but that's what we do and, and even even clickbait on like Facebook. You come like how many fucking cat rescue videos are there? We found this abandoned kitten on the side of the highway. Yeah. <laughs> like aw. You're hooked. She was no, nothing nothing yeah, exactly. But nothing factual because and, and it, because it's the easiest way to get people. It's this is why people try to play the sympathy card all the time. This is why sympathy cards work. Mm-hmm. They don't last, but they work because it's easily it's sticky. It's sticky. It's you know what I'm it's like that. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It, That's it, what I love about life is like just the, the analysis of it. It's fun. Like some people, I could see it as like, this is dreadful. And like, oh, this is all just some fucked up weird game. I'm like, no, you got to see it different because it actually is highly entertaining when you detach yourself from your own ideas. That's the big thing is being able to like, yes, like pull out. <laughs> pull, yeah, pull, pull, yes, pull out and see it, see it from a different angle, shoot your attention somewhere else. No, it, it really, it really is. It's like, if you, if you can, I, you know, I, I've been doing it more lately, you know, even like when I was talking about the Wendy's thing the other day where I went to the drive-thru because I just had that thought like why don't I do it like it was one of those things where as dumb as it sounds because I was like well am I going to be embarrassed to go through there what are they going to say and I was right. like wait why do I give a fuck it might right. be hilarious it might be cool and then it was it was it was just it was what it was so when you when you I, I will say it's maybe an exercise for the people that listen and watch is don't do nothing stupid. Like I usually stop here at this red light. This time I'm going to plow through. <laughs> right. Don't do that. But, but see, yeah, uh, cause that's not intelligent. But if you're, but if you're like, I normally, so especially somewhere where you're stuck, if you're stuck somewhere, every time I do this, such and such happens. Okay. Well, don't do that. Do something different now. Right. See what happens. Play around with it. Play around with it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you, you got, we gotta work on our pullout game, guy. Play around with it. Play around with it. Yep, yep. <laughs> spread, uh, okay. spread the love around. Spread the spread your love around, and um, stay young. Stay young. <laughs>